Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey yo, what is going on? Thank you for being here. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter Spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today, I'm excited to have another amazing NFT artist joining the show. This multi-talented creator creates graphic designs designs and logos, oil and acrylic paintings, marker work, ink, spray paint, and graphite. He doesn't confine to one medium because of his joy of crafting the creations he visualizes in his mind. He's been mastering his craft since 2012, and his entrance into the NFT scene has been very well received by the community, with his super rare pieces selling for anywhere between 10 to $50,000. It's my honor to share the stage today with the one and only Zaid Kurtzy. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? Um, glad to be here. Um, I'm only doing this show because I wanted my name heard on that intro. <laughs> You're <laughs> badass with that intro. I'm just fucking around with you. No, it's, uh, it is amazing. I meant to ask you before the show uh, aired, too. I, is the, is, how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Kurtzy? Uh, so check it out. Just to be completely honest, Zay Curtsy is not even my real name. Oh, okay. But it there is, we go. But it is. It's but your, it is my real name. It's your real name for the for for your, this genre of uh, <clears throat> your life. Well, you kind of yeah. It's my artist name, but it's my real name at the same time. I know that's confusing, but if you know me in person. It makes sense. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. My mind is now blown, and now I I have about a hundred more questions I need to add on to my script here. So we'll get we'll have to get to that later. But <laughs> I love it. Thank you for being here, and thank you for just uh, being like we were talking about it before the show started. But just being curious about the space, and I think um, hearing from NFT artists and your guys' journey into the crypto and NFT space is always fascinating to me because uh, it is it's such a new genre. But then you also by kind of getting involved in it, you learn so much. Um, and so I'd love for you just to start off the show with the same question I ask everyone, which is just to chat a little bit about your journey into the crypto or NFT space, whichever came first. Uh, well, if we want to be accurate, I dabbled a little bit in like a uh, Litecoin back in the day. <laughs> okay. Like not, not, nothing crazy. It was just me messing around. Uh huh. And, um, I mean, nothing really came out of that, but <clears throat> yeah, it was very minimal. But a couple years later, I was, uh, you know, browsing Twitter or whatnot, and I saw this thing called Super Rare being retweeted on my timeline. And I started looking into it. I went to their page and was just seeing some artists like on there making some good money. And I was like, man, what what is this all about? They're selling art for crypto. And I was like, that's interesting. <clears throat> so I started looking into it and, and whatnot, and uh, that's pretty much it. I I went on their page and just applied and made their their video that you have to make to apply, like just telling them about yourself and whatnot, and uploading some pieces. And I saw that the the medium was digital artwork, which was something that I had um, been working on uh, quite a bit already. And I was <clears throat> I was like, well, this this is kind of perfect to what I've been doing, so so why not try it? That's awesome. I love it. I want to hear a little bit more about your journey into the NFT space then, especially if that's kind of where your conviction moment happened and when you got like passionate about this tech. I mean, it sounds like you kind of were just interested um, at first out of curiosity, seeing people sell stuff for uh, crypto. And so tell me a little bit about who helped you kind of get started, who you looked up to, uh, and how it kind of evolved um, over time. And in, like you said, like applying to Super Rare, I'd love to hear kind of the story of uh, when that happened, if you were when you got into Super Rare and, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so it was 2020 November. When okay. I discovered Super Rare, and uh, and this is I think I got right before everything like really started exploding, and um, <clears throat> so I, I applied 
and uh, you know I got lucky that I heard back from them in a month. Uh, nowadays, I, I hear it takes a long time to yeah. even hear back from them. But um, yeah, I got accepted within a month, <clears throat> and within that month, I was already working on my Genesis piece. Uh, and and once I got accepted, I was like, well, this this would be a great uh, piece to enter the space with because I, my thing was is I didn't want to enter the space with uh, anything old. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't really like minting old work unless a collector asks for it. But uh, it, it was a way for me to bring uh, people with me on this a journey, and then, you know, see see the for them to see the piece coming to life. But uh, before all that, uh, actually, I, I did a little like uh, investigating on the Super Rare page, and and was you know basically became aware that Super Rare Roses was you know one of the guys, and uh, <clears throat> just followed them, asked them shot him a dm and just kind of like he was really the one that really helped me through everything um how to set up everything and whatnot and 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 yeah uh that's pretty much it man like i just my thing was like it was still about the art first because i could have minted old work just to you know try to like make a sale or whatnot but but my thing is is uh you know, I wanted to create something brand new and special just to, I guess, introduce me to the space and, and ended up working out. It was the right move. That's awesome. I think uh, one thing that I love <laughs> is, like you said, you were you were already, were you working on um, just like a digital piece that you then turned into your Genesis piece? Or did you start a piece uh, basically once you got accepted to Super Rare specifically for like the Super Rare and um, for like crypto art? I think I was at the time uh, just sketching it on paper, mm-hmm. and then I, I, you know, I liked the character that I came out with, and uh, I was like, man, I this would actually be a pretty good, uh, a good introductory introductory piece to the space. But then, <clears throat> I, at first, I wasn't gonna go crazy with it when I was sketching before I even got into the space. I was just, just sketching for fun, and then I was like, oh well, then, man, I gotta kill it now. I gotta like fill this whole page up with like just crazy stuff. And um, that's what really motivated me, just just to kind of come in with to the space with the with the with the bam, you know, like like who is this guy type of deal. Yeah, and, and uh, you had a and you got um, I mean, back in early 2021 <laughs> is when uh, one of one art and super rare, especially as well as Nifty Gateway, were really where <laughs> a lot of people's attention were uh, focused on. It was before PFPs uh, and generative art really were taking off besides, um, of course, CryptoPunks were around. But it was an awesome time for new artists like yourself to get involved in the space because there wasn't a lot of other noise yet. And um, talk a little bit about what it was like for you to be putting out your Genesis piece and then the pieces that you slowly rolled out after. I know that you know, I know you don't have a ton of super rare pieces because you've always um, made them uh, very valuable in the sense that you're not like re- you're not constantly releasing new art. But I'd love for you just to talk about the experience of the f- the collectors that kind of found you. Um, if they were, uh, if you had already known them prior, or if you were like learning about um, new collectors once you entered the space, and just kind of the evolution of. Um, your art and how it evolved after that happened and uh and how your journeys kind of even changed um from be the before super rare days to the after super rare days um <clears throat> so yeah uh, basically i uh i waited till january january is when i finished the piece and uh, you know i'm the type of artist that likes to uh, upload a bunch of like uh, works in progress uh, just you know, so I can bring people with me in the journey. But uh, I I didn't know any collectors to be honest. I I was kind of just like trying to get a feel for people that I thought I needed to follow. And one of the first people that I follow in the space was uh, Giannis, uh, uh, and he was real cool. He was real nice. And uh, Lupify was one of the first people too that I that I uh, followed, and kind of just was seeing who they were interacting with and whatnot. Uh, so when I, uh, when I uploaded my, my Genesis piece called Faces, I, uh, I just did it just, you know, hoping that I had built enough hype or whatever, uh, around it. And, you know, if I remember correctly, I, uh, I can't even remember who my first bid was, but, uh, 
like the, the the catalyst or the important part that I do remember about that is uh, Alessio, which he's an amazing artist, by the way. Uh, he he just found my piece or whatever, and he retweeted it, which led to my first collector uh, called Fastax. And um, yeah, and then he he actually kind of DM me like while he was bidding on it, and he was like, "Hey man, I, I really want your piece. Like, what would it take?" And <clears throat> kind of started talking to him and whatnot. And you know, I, since that was my first piece, I I didn't really know how far it could go. Like, I, I was getting bid. Ethereum was like twelve hundred uh, a coin back then, and so you know, I was getting like little bids here and there. And and, and even when I got up to like maybe like around like three thousand dollars the equivalent of like $3,000, I was like already like, wow, like this is amazing. Like I've never sold anything for this much. And um, he, him and the guy from, uh, I forgot his name. Uh, I think he's the, not Behance. I think he has, I think the CEO of, uh, he has something to do with Adobe. I'm so sorry. I don't remember his name. But then him and, and Fastac were kind of, kind of went into like a little bidding war. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, I think Fastac was getting the best of him at the end, and and that's when he DM'd me, and, and he was like, "Man, what is it gonna take for me to like get this piece off of you?" And I was like, "Man, you know, like let's do it for this and whatnot." And if yeah. no one bids by by this time, then it's yours. I mean, and it, yeah, and then, it's crazy to look at. <laughs> I'm looking at your your Genesis piece is just uh, incredible. It ended up selling for twelve point one ETH, which at the time. Uh, and today it's even more, but at the time it was thirteen thousand dollars, and that was um, at the beginning of twenty twenty one. And so, yeah, talk a little bit. You said you said even at like three thousand dollars, that was more money than you'd ever made from a single piece of art. So after that happened, what what was kind of going through your mind, and uh, how, how did you feel? Obviously, you were super um, appreciative of the these collectors that had found you, but uh, just talk a little bit about the journey after the soul, just kind of like what it meant to you and um, what it meant to what you wanted to do in this space uh, looking forward, too. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like, I, I, obviously, I was hype, and, and I remember some of my homies are in the on the on the uh, audience like i remember like every time i would get a bid i would like tell them and we would like be playing call of duty and like we would all get hyped but uh man after like it is so old i was like like this is real like this is a real thing like i can actually start doing some stuff and like the first thing that came to mind was like man like my parents still owe some money on the house i was like if i was able to like sell this for that much if I like take my time again with another good piece, I could probably like get the same amount and then come real close to like being able to pay off their house. And uh, cause they, they owed like $35,000 still. And, uh, and my dad was, you know, getting up in age and he, he works a hard job and it just kind of, you know, I was like, man, he's done so much for me that I, uh, you know, I want to pay it back. And, uh, that was like, so then that's when the, you know, it clicked. I was like, man, I'm going to just, had another dope piece um just to try to pay off their house and um <clears throat> yeah man basically you know in my mind a bunch of doors opened and i started that's when i you know obviously with the retweets from super rare and like uh, other people when the piece sold i got a little bit more followers from like i got more followers from people that were in the space and then i started making connections with them and then it kind of you know just made things a little bit easier um but yeah man i was just i was just hype you know i pulled up your twitter account here because i had remembered your pinned tweet and it was on august 9th of 2021 uh and you you had talked you showed the paperwork to pay off your parents house uh with the money you made from your artwork and it's such a beautiful thing and something that i've always remembered uh coming across your twitter account is that that's um it's just such an amazing uh, a gift that you were able to give back to your parents. But um, I'd love for you just to also talk about, you know, obviously, like you said, it's um, the people that do really well in this space, you know, a lot of times their their heart too uh, uh, allows them to be even more successful. And the fact that this just goes to show how how giving you are, you weren't thinking about all the things that you could do with this money. Your first thought was what what can I do to sell another piece to try and help 
my parents pay off their house. So I'd love for you just to talk about um, one after after being able to do that, uh, what that meant for them, uh, and two, just like what that I'm sure that also had a trickle effect um, to other people paying attention to you in the space after you tweeted that. What was what was it like? Because uh, if I remember right, this tweet went viral. It has uh, uh, it has four point six thousand likes. So yeah, it was definitely something that went crazy in the space. So I'd love for you to talk about just like that whole experience um, a, of like being able to do that, but then also the reaction and and what you saw come from the space after that of just like uh, being able to like see the story and and the and and how uh, imp- how important it is for others to see what was possible. Uh, in the space when you uh, when you just kept grinding and, and put out amazing work? Um, <clears throat> so that post is actually when we actually got the paperwork back, but I had already paid it like... Or a I lot earlier. I, yeah, yeah, but it was like, I, I kind of posted it just so like people were like, so like proof, you know what I'm saying? Like I mm-hmm. wasn't just talking up my ass that I was doing this. But uh, but yeah, man, like it, it, uh, it felt good to like... Uh, I, the the job of an artist is to inspire. I think that's the number one job. And um, I think by by posting that, um, you know, I, it, it definitely inspired a lot of people, and it, it just it kind of showed people that it is possible to uh, to do whatever you want. And uh, I'm a true believer that if you if you're a good person, you work hard, and and you put out some good work, amazing things can happen to you. And I just saw so many people like just congratulate me. And, you know, say how they want to do that for their parents. So I'm sure they got inspired to like to, to do it as well. And it, it was just a beautiful feeling. And and I think a lot the uh, one of the byproducts of that, especially from people uh, in the community uh, and bigger players where they're like, oh, well, look, this guy is like he's clearly in in this space, not just to like benefit himself. Like he's really about, you know trying to help others and whatnot because you see that a lot in the space like a lot of people are here just to benefit themselves and and you know that's cool like i guess there's a space for everything and within the space but i i think it if if you're one that's always like about giving back and whatnot you're you're going to go a lot further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's something that it seems like a like a trend you notice, especially with uh, people that have been on my show. Everyone, it, it, I mean, when, what you give is what you get back. And it's so true, uh, especially in the Web3 space, I feel like. Like people that really give a lot to others and help build others up end up doing extremely well in the space for themselves because they have a community that really is able to uplift them. And, and like we all know, community is so important in in the web three space and in journey uh, of like our walks in the space is is networking um becoming friends with people so i'd love for you to talk you already talked about loopify which it's it's insane to me at how many artists i've talked to in the space that loopify was like that connected force to getting them onto the uh into like nfts there's so many and especially gamers because i know he's a gamer as well and so it's like a lot of these people were like had connections with him um and so it's it's crazy but from even from after that talk a little bit about some of the collaborations that you've been able to do uh and some of the friendships that you've made because we were talking about it in the pre-show just about how important and what it's been like to make some of these uh unique connections with friends in the space uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think if it wasn't for the space, I would have uh, still not collaborated with anybody. Because up to this point, I had never done a collaboration with anybody. And uh, one day on Instagram, uh, Zaptio from uh, RTFKT or Artifact um, sent me. A, uh, he followed me and sent me a DM saying, "Man, I like your work, and uh, we should work sometime." And I, you know, I I went on this page and I started seeing all these like virtual sneakers, and I was like, "Man, this is kind of dope." Like. Like, it'd be cool to, like, have my own version of a sneaker or whatever. And uh, I followed him back, and, like, yeah, he he's the first – they're the first people, team, or company that I ever collabed with. And, and uh, my first co- uh, collaboration was uh, a meta jacket, uh, one-out-of-one meta jacket. And uh, I, I was part of that with, like, I think maybe, like, eight or ten other artists that they did their own jacket. And – um what was really cool about it that once it sold, I think it at the time it sold for like 
20 something dollars whatever they i don't can't remember how much ETH. i think it was like 12 ETH. i, I don't remember but uh the, what really like uh amazed me about it it was like they were like all right we're gonna get it's we're splitting it 50 50 like even though they they did a little bit more work for me because i'm uh i'm i don't really dabble in 3d so they had to like bring my 2d designs to the 3d so it was more work for them but what i really like just another like aspect of the pro uh, of the space and how people are so cool. Like they're like, no, we're gonna give you fifty fifty. Like we're, we're gonna split it right fifty fifty. Yeah. And um, and that was my uh, introduction to them. And then from then we did another little thing, uh, which was the space strips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that, and same thing, man. Like fifty fifty, and and um, and then you know it just kept going like that up to the Clone X, which I did like a couple traits for them. But, uh, oh, I didn't realize you did some traits for them, for the yeah, Clone uh, X. I did like the bucket hat that I'm wearing on my PFP. Oh, no, right on. Yeah, um, I got some cool VR glasses too. It was actually how I got. Um, that's how I had met you or kind of seen your artwork. Was I think the space strip was the first time because I had collected uh, Jasty's uh, one of his Genesis pieces and was kind of tracking him during the space strips and I got to meet uh, and and kind of get to know a lot of amazing artists through that and you being one of them um, and I just always thought your artwork was so fascinating and amazing but it's uh, also just uh, goes to show too how Artifact um, at the time you know a lot of these artists uh, were just getting started. You know, they may, you guys were maybe in the space for just a few months, but Artifact really, uh, and the guys there really went out and just found talent and they really curated and just were like, Hey, we want to bring you guys and have you help us do stuff. And I think that's um, part of the reason why Artifact has been so successful, but they, they also, like you said, it is, it was always about helping give back to the artists too. And they never, they never utilize their platform to take from you. They always, like you said, split. And I have never heard any bad things about the way that art artifact handled, um, kind of working with artists. And I think that just goes again to show how important it is in the space when you're working with people to be able to collab and, um, get add value to each other. And I, I'm, uh, I'm a huge fan of all the work that you've done with them too. I think, uh, especially the space strip is amazing and, and yeah you're right because you know obviously they had more pull than than a lot of us and they could have been like oh we're, we're giving you the the audience and blah 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 so we're gonna split it like 60 40 or 70 30 but no they were like you're right they they just wanted to work with people they liked mm -hmm. like they liked their work and i i thought that was really cool but uh but them yeah they're probably like my biggest like I don't know I don't know how else to say it like my like my biggest quote unquote flex of like people that I've like worked with and met because really they're really the only ones I really worked with. I did a, I was part of a Lupify's uh, project where he onboarded like I think was like a hundred artists or something, and he uh, basically you just did whatever you wanted and then he sold everything as like a a big nft or something i can't remember but him too I, I he if i remember correctly he he the split was fair um i think he's whatever the final price of the piece he split it evenly between all the artists no matter who the artist was if another artist had more cloud or whatever like we all got the exact same mm -hmm. amount of amount of ETH. But, but um yeah and those are like really the only two quote-unquote people that i really worked with um, I have plans to work with other people that I, I used to look up to before the Eddie Robot. He's um, this guy that lives in Japan, but I think he's from the UK. <clears throat> and he's got amazing character design. I, I'm talking about like so sick. He inspires me so much and uh, the way he draws clothes and whatnot. Um, and so I always used to like look up to him um, even before I knew about NFTs. And like we became friends because of the NFTs. And now we're texting each other and just you know shooting the breeze or whatnot but we're like we're, we're doing that to kind of like build a friendship and a connection to like because we want to work with each other too but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that the best collaborations come from that first you have to like be friends first yeah. and kind of know a little bit of each other instead of just like you know dming like somebody hey let's work together and then there's like no chemistry like that there's no you know yeah yeah and and i think you're right too <laughs> like when you get to know someone too it, it becomes um 
it, it, it has to feel more like a passion project. Like you both really, it's uh, there has to be mutual. Everyone wants to work together too. And you really don't know that without connecting with that person. Um, and so I love that. One thing, another thing I want to talk about real fast, which is fascinating to me is if you go to your super rare, you only have released five pieces on super rare the the one that was released i believe that made the most was uh from it was the one uh, that sobi bought for 16 eth and at the time that was fifty thousand dollars but uh but the fact that you've released um and been so careful about how much artwork you've put out is uh speaks volumes because that is not something especially during kind of the chaos of january to april or may of uh, 2021 a lot of artists kind of saturated the market and so i'd love for you to talk about um your mindset with releasing such a limited amount of works of one of one works on super rare and uh kind of the thought process that went to that uh and and because i think that could speak a lot to artists in the room about kind of the long-term vision that maybe you had when you were making decisions about what you released and and when you released it yeah, you know what, just to kind of piggyback on your point, it, it kind of does make me a little sad to see artists just like saturate their own market. But uh, no, yeah, to me, it's, it was it was both easy and somewhat kind of like a little bit of challenging because I, I come from a background where like I when I sold art, I kind of focused on it being really limited. So when I made prints, you know, I, I would only make 12 or 15 of them. Um, part of it was because it's expensive to make them because I would use like uh, archival matte paper and whatnot and just, you know, quality stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was easy for me because, uh, to keep it to that such a low number because I, I tend to work on really high detailed pieces and, and after I sold my Genesis piece, I was like, man, like I don't have to worry about like sending prints now, like as much as I had to before because now i can pay my bills and now i can really focus on the art so then that's when i like was able to put in even more time into more pieces so it was like so i was cool i was i was chilling you know like i was like man like i just made twelve thousand dollars like i'm cool like like you know i don't need to rush it to like the next one and, and it just you know it helped me it helped me actually just focus on my art more which is what i like to do anyways so it was a win-win for me to like keep my art limited like that and um yeah i it, it was just um i don't know yeah that's like yeah i don't i don't know what else to say about that it was like it was just easy but it was it was a little like like damn like if i was like really a money hungry asshole like <laughs> i could like mint another piece right now from before the space because i will see the some of the sales right and and obviously it made me happy and it made me motivated to see like my peers sell stuff for a, like a lot of money. Um, but then I had to like remember the bigger picture and I was like, nah, it, it'll be worth it to just take your time. Uh, yeah. And I it's just, something that, like you said, a lot of people, it, it kind of, um, it kind of has, especially cause a lot of the one of one artists too, no one knew how the space was going to evolve and it ended up evolving with a lot of these, um, like these PFP projects were, which were kind of still in the phase of that. Uh, and I believe that a lot of these, um, a lot of people that are making a lot of money from these PFPs are going to continue to kind of investigate and find really amazing one of one artists that they love. Uh, and we've already seen a little bit of that. But I think um, I think like there's just a lot of genres like NFTs like you can't really compare a one of one artist uh, or one of one art on Super Rare to a PFP project they're just two completely different entities uh, and so I think we're going to continue to see as the space evolves there's going to be a lot um, there's going to be like a lot of ebb and flow uh, and I think one thing that we've seen is not only uh, artists kind of suffered from saturating but also the collectors of uh, of those art artists have suffered as well from that uh or at least the confidence because they're when you're when you're able to mint on a blockchain uh you really have to the only thing that you can do is build that trust in collectors and so if you have a uh because there's provenance on the blockchain if you can go back and see wow this person minted like a 
shit ton of art in a matter of like two or three months uh and then like they haven't sold anything now and all their pieces are going down in value like as a collector you lose confidence and you don't know what they like what their outlook or what their plan would be in the future but when you it gives me a lot of confidence because i've been i was around back in that day so when i look at a super rare like yours and see such a limited release it's like wow like zade know like zade understands uh how important it is to kind Kind of uh, think about the collectors too, and the long-term vision of building value back to the collectors. I'm curious if that was also a part of you know your uh, what you thought about, or it maybe at the time, and if not, if you think about that now about how to continue to add value and give value back to the collectors or maintain that uh, scarcity so that your artwork goes up in value uh, over time to to make sure to like do right by the people that believed in you from the beginning. Uh, yeah, man, I, from day one, I thought about the collectors. Um, so one of the things that I've noticed that a lot of artists don't do is, uh, add like a complimentary physical to the NFT. And, um, in my mind, like I would always be like, man, this person believed in me and just paid all this money for this piece, this digital piece. Like I, I feel bad not actually sending them something too. You know, so it was like a no-brainer. I was like, man, I, you just believed in me this much. You gave me this much money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a physical one out of one, which I will never reprint. You're, you're the only one with it. Like I won't even print one for myself. And then after that, I would ask them if it was okay with them, even though I still own the copyright and everything, and I can do whatever I want. I would still ask them if it was okay with them for me to print out like you know 10 15 more of them but uh alternate colorway not the same one as the nft and so far everybody's been cool with it and and the only reason why i would do that is not because i wanted more money because in all honesty that just would, would add more work to me like the shipping and ordering prints and blah, blah blah i i did that for the people that were part of my journey before nfts that aren't necessarily in the space that would still want some of my art and and i uh, just you know like I, I could never forget about them so anytime i even in the future if if a collector's cool with me doing that i'm going to continue to do that and and back to your thing about adding value to them is uh i think i got pretty lucky that the people that collected from me are actually collectors that are actually about the art and i think they weren't really necessary necessarily thinking themselves like oh how 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 is this gonna add more value to me or whatever because no, none of my pieces have uh have been placed or put on uh to for resale like no, none of my collectors have have ever even thought about it and uh, i actually tried buying my genesis piece back but he said he said no <laughs> um <clears throat> but uh yeah and, and i think adding value to them is just keep making dope shit and like keep fucking elevating so then they can fucking brag later and be like, man, I have his Genesis or I have like his first, the piece from, from the first year he, he, he was in the space. And then, you know, hopefully like that, your, your later pieces sell for more. And then that brings up the value of your older pieces as well. Um, so yeah, I, and then, you know, whenever I like do like a release of some stuff, like I'll send them the physicals for free, like, you know, just cause I, I just, just to give them back still because I, I always feel like I can always give back more to them and uh, but I think that's uh, I don't think there's any like special tricks or anything to, to add value to your collectors I think that's if you, if you just keep making dope dope work and then it sells for more down the road you're already adding value to, to them that way I love it. And I think uh, I love that you added on about how you think about your previous collectors before you got into the NFT space because whether we uh, like to admit it or not, especially for people that have kind of made their way into this space, there um, before you were able to make all this money, there were people supporting you that maybe were buying your pieces for $50 or $100, but that was really helping you and support you being an artist. And so not forgetting those people, uh, I, I don't think I've talked to anyone that has kind of laid that out, but I think that is really amazing um, because that allows them to con continue to kind of collect from you. Um, but in the same way too, 
it's interesting to see possibly, you know, from collectors that really love an artist that they may be able to get more involved in the space or have questions to kind of start being curious about the blockchain and NFTs. Have you noticed any uh, anyone from in real life uh, that was a collector that started to, to be curious about NFTs or maybe even probably more realistically in real life art friends that maybe have asked you questions and, and picked your brains about NFTs in the last year? Oh, definitely. Uh, I, I don't think uh, a collector from before the NFTs has uh, really... They've asked me, like, um, well, I don't, no, I don't think, I don't know, I don't know if it's just the financial roadblock or, or not, but they were like, man, one day, I have, like, a couple, two collectors that have told me already, like, man, one day I'm going to own one of your NFTs, which, uh, you know, I think that's cool, um, but when it comes to, like, yeah, I definitely onboard, I actually onboarded, like, four friends in the last, like, four, like, two months or something like that uh, to NFTs, just because, like, you know, I believe in them. And then like, I also like want to share the wealth. I like, you know, I'm like, dude, you, you should really be looking into this. You can, you know, potentially make a lot of money and change your life. And, um, <clears throat> so when it comes to like that, yeah, I've done it for like artist friends and whatnot. Um, and then just like my regular friends, a bunch of them are on the stage right now, uh, or on the audience. I've, uh, you know, helped onboard them into NFTs just to, just to, uh, so they can, you know, try to change their lives too. And and they're more on like the, on the, <laughs> they're more on the flipper side, to be honest. And which is, that's cool. You know, there's, that's, there's a space for that here too. But um, yeah, man, I think just, just onboarding everybody that you can into this space, the, the more people that you onboard that uh, are willing to learn and, 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 and be part of the community is a good thing for all of us. Yeah, it is. And it, I think it is so cool that, you know, when um, people in real life see us uh, be have us see our success in the space, it makes them more curious. And uh, I talk about on the show how that just um, kind of creates the next wave, right? It's like that ripple effect of coming back down into the water. And now like that, the, the more people that have seen success now, there's others that have watched us and now they're curious and then they're going to onboard the next wave after that. And it's just like this compound effect of growth in this space. What have you, okay, I'm going to ask um, a couple more questions and then we're going to go to the audience. So if you have a question, you can also go to the pin tweet up there above and type it or start hitting that request button because we're going to bring some people up here to ask questions in a minute. But I am curious, um, since most of your uh, experience and conviction in the space was through NFTs, uh, and through like this financial, uh, basically financial independence that it's brought to you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how this has also been an opportunity for you to learn about the blockchain and this, like the financial ecosystem that it inherently has built into it and, um, kind of learning about, you know, the, 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 um, being able to invest and invest your money and your time into something that constantly is able to give back to you and artifacts, a good example of that being involved in them and seeing how they continue to give value back and, and kind of make that, that value compound over time. So I'd love for you to kind of just share what you've learned um, since first kind of getting involved in NFTs about the blockchain, about crypto, about um, how you think about, you know, uh, like generational wealth and, and being able to make a change um, in, your, in your life, but also how you're able to talk to other people and try to get them involved because you see kind of what it's able to bring and what it's brought to you. Um, yeah, man. Uh, so basically, I, I really didn't know anything before. And, and I don't claim to know a lot now. I'm still learning because um, I, I really am really bad at once I'm like, so my thing is art, right? Like I focus on the art and everything else is second. So like, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Like, I'm really bad at like, taking the time to like learn more about the space when it comes to that stuff because i'm just like so focused on the art because like i'm like i gotta draw i gotta draw but what, what i have learned is that uh, you have to be 
patient and uh you almost have to realize that uh it's uh basically you know this thing is so volatile that um you kind of have to have a good balance and and not always be checking that stuff because it could drive you crazy once once you start like seeing the prices go up and down and um but like uh, then again like if you really believe in the space like that stuff shouldn't matter um and then when it comes to like smart contracts just like the fact that you can write into the smart contract like a, a royalty fee that you can get paid from from if somebody ever decides to resell your pieces i think that's that's awesome because you know in the traditional world if you if i was to sell uh, a print and then whoever i sold that to if they resell it like uh good for them that's awesome i, I always want people to be able to make money off of my art but then that's it right i don't see anything out of that like what if they sold it for a lot way way a lot more than what i sold it to them i won't see that and i think that's a really cool uh that you can do that with smart contracts here on the blockchain you can write your own um if you're doing your own contracts you can you can write it um whatever fee you want but uh i think that's one of the really cool things about about the blockchain it just gives uh, a little bit more power to the artist and uh, i basically learned that it's uh you know it's and, I, and this is real common i mean real basic knowledge but it, it's it's cool that it's it's like a it's it's digital ledger and you can go back and see everything that happened from when you minted the piece, whoever was your first bid, uh, who was outbidding that person. And I think that's pretty cool to see tied to an art piece and uh, it just helps the history of the piece and, and it's kind of its own little journey, right, with that stuff. And I think that's really neat. And as far as like, uh, I have been become more mindful and uh, careful of links <laughs> to, to not click on random links uh and whatnot i think uh definitely started being more more uh careful on the internet if that makes sense yeah that's, yeah that's definitely something that the the blockchain and the whole space has taught me um so hey by the way if you have like even 0.5 ethereum or more you should definitely have a, a hardware wallet yeah get a uh, ledger or uh, yeah yeah because you know it's it's only what like two hundred bucks or whatever, and point five is what like fifteen hundred bucks. Like that's a that's a good trade off if you ask me. So you won't lose that. Yeah, and um, it's uh it's just a good habit to build early on because as you continue to grow, we've heard stories you know where people lose a lot of money, but that's because they may not have started with a lot of money. They could have started you know one ape cost a few hundred bucks and now it's worth over $200,000. So you it's not necessarily that something costs a lot when you first buy it, but as it gains value, it's important to kind of protect yourself. Um, so I love that you mentioned that because that's a good lesson just to constantly remind people in the space of. One thing that I wanted to end with before we go to questions is um, I love your just your journey in the space. I also love hearing you talk about how uh, the blockchain um, shows kind of the provenance of where it's been through its lifetime, uh, because it seems since since we're so young, the the benefit of that doesn't really apply as much. But if you look at historical art, you know, hundreds of years old, uh, it kind of like deteriorates over time. You don't know where it's been. It's hard to keep a record of it. And so the ledger really uh, thinking about even when we're gone and when we're past and having a long-term vision of art, uh, it really changes your mindset of, of the importance of something like that and, and the ability for it to maintain its original state through the, you know, as long as the internet's around, uh, it could be thousands, hundreds of thousands of years down the road, your art will still um, be stored and you'll be able to track where it's been for its entire lifetime. And that's just like, it honestly, it's kind of mind blowing when you think of it. You know, what's mind blowing about that too. Uh, I could die tomorrow and, uh, my parents could still earn royalties if my collectors, uh, sell pieces in the future because they have like my seed phrase. I gave my mom my seed phrase and everything. And so my brother has it too. He's more into like the crypto and he, he knows a little bit more. So he, he could log into it or whatever. That's another, you know, I could die and then, you know, still be earning royalties for my family. And that's that part of that generational wealth too, that uh, when they die or whatever, like the grandchildren, they can still be potentially earning money off of this. 
Yeah. No, it's beautiful. I love it. And it, it, well, the last question I want to ask uh, is just about, um, like you said, you've tried to onboard and you've onboarded some new artists in the space. There's a lot of new artists that are starting to come in. And as the market continues, more people get in. There are more collectors, but there's also just a lot more projects. There's PFPs, there's these communities, there's derivative projects. There's just a lot more noise than there used to be. So for someone that's coming into the space that maybe hasn't even sold their first piece and uh, maybe is just like, I'm, I'm sure you've maybe talked to some artists like this. What do you tell them to like encourage them or to motivate them to try to find their niche to be able to f- like, how do you, how do you get uh, your first piece sold? How do you kind of grow in this space? What's the best advice you can give to someone that's just starting out and wants to be involved um, in Web3? Because I know it, we always say it's so early, but for some people, they feel like it's too late. And so what do you, how can we like motivate those people not to give up? And what are some of the things you would recommend to them? Uh, I definitely, definitely recommend um, start fresh. Um, you may have a lot, a lot of dope old work, but... Uh, if you just come to the space and whatnot and automatically start with like older piece, um, there's like no, no soul to that in a sense. Um, you, you want to try to, you know, start fresh and, and cause it's a, it is a new medium. It's a new way of selling art. So it's like, it, it, it would be a good idea to start fresh and just bring, bring the people with you on the journey of this piece, like share, uh, works in progress like even if you don't get a lot of like likes or retweets like people are still watching people still scroll through that and, and even if they don't hit those buttons like they they see it even though you don't think they do they they do and um you know just bring people with you on that journey and and by the time see if you post like the initial sketch of your piece by the time you're like done and it's colored and everything you post that People are gonna be like, man, I remember when like he did the sketch or whatever. That's cool to see it come to, from that to this, mm. and and I think that that's a, a great way to build a community around you uh, around your art, you know, because people want to be part of things, and and it's I I like certain things, and I don't know how they were made, but it would have been cool to see how they were made, you know, like Indeed. from other artists and whatnot. You know, it reminds me of uh, like Jasty and Corey Van Lu are two guys that constantly are on my feed, just showing like progress pics that I. That, that you're right though it's like once the final piece comes together and it's release is like wow I've, i remember like three weeks ago seeing like where they were with that and it is so true and then and then lastly uh i definitely and it's cliche man but it's like you gotta be patient you gotta be just there's people there's artists on here that have minted a piece and waited like six plus months to sell it but when they do it sells for like a lot and it just goes to show that you you just gotta wait for that right set of eyes and obviously there's like some luck involved in that but but luck is just you being prepared when when the opportunity arises and if you have all this dope work and this catalog like once that the the right set of eyes hit your work then then it's all go from there yeah um but yeah man just be patient and like definitely like and, and and definitely see who you need to follow, but don't don't show your work like too much, and just kind of be or be organic about it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell when like someone may come off as a little desperate trying to sell their piece, or you know, it, 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 you gotta definitely try to connect, but be organic about it. Um, yeah so it is it is a fine line uh too it's like you want people you want to be able to share your work but at the same time you know like shilling and and we went through a phase where everyone was shilling things and people kind of finally shut it down it's like you know like that's not helping anyone it's not helping yourself and I, i honestly think when the community started everyone kind of said the same thing it made people start uh realizing like that's not the way to go about it and uh it's been nice to kind of see people trying to grow more organically and i've actually loved seeing some of these um artists that have like you said like that will wait um 
and and they could wait for months, but they just wait till the right person comes along. But that goes back into valuing yourself and your work and knowing your worth. And I think that's something that, you know, kind of your ability to not just constantly shill your stuff shows your value. You don't need to go, your artwork speaks for itself. And I think that's important for you to have conviction in yourself before anything else. And I want to make it clear, there's a difference between uh, retweeting your own work so more people can see it at different times of day. That's mm. not shilling. Yeah. Then, yeah. then to show your work on their threads or, mm-hmm. you know. Or go on a spaces and request to go up and then just talk about yourself. Yeah, because look, you, you make a piece of art, right? You work on it really hard and then you post it. On Twitter, it only lives like a couple minutes. If you really like pay attention, like tweet something and then like refresh it like two minutes later and you'll see so many other tweets depending on how many people you follow have been tweeted since then and then your your stuff gets buried and buried mm-hmm. so it's like you know retweeting your own work like you, throughout the day that's not shilling so i hope people don't understand that like but definitely like you said like if you're under like people's posts or you come up on stage just to talk about your work without even like saying hi or anything like it's <laughs> you, you know it's like yeah. that that's not a good look it, yeah. you know, it just kind of goes it kind of shows a lot about the artist well and i think this community and like the web3 space is helping people develop and and learn um like personal skills that are really important and just like the authentic genuine connections like like that you can make in this space are really important to your own personal growth as well. And it's kind of cool seeing people how evolve just the way that they maybe started in the space. And then once they stop or they readjust um, when they're able to gain traction by just um, being more authentic and making genuine connections. So I think honestly, that's the best advice you could have given. All right, let's go ahead and switch over to Community Corner. Thank you again, Zave, for coming on the show. This has been amazing. The time flew by. I think it's just fun to talk about your experience. It's been a minute since I've had um, an artist, an NFT artist, that's really just focused on art on the space. So it's been fun to kind of just connect and talk to you about art, too. So I appreciate you coming on. But let's go ahead and move on to Community Corner. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of Community Corner. Jack, what is going on, Jack? How are you doing, man? Hey, Carl, how's it going? It's going well. I uh, I just first wanted to uh, say thank you for just being like an ex- an exceptional interviewer and, and curator. I'm I'm discovering so many new amazing artists through through your spaces and. I just think it's such a value and I, I try my best to, to onboard my friends to these spaces because they're all in the same boat as me. They're all new to the world. They're all, you know, trying to learn as much as they can. And I just appreciate your approach to this, this space. And I don't want to mispronounce your name. This is the first time that um, I'm seeing your work and, and learning about you. Is it Zaid or Zaid? Uh, Zaid. Zaid. I, I just wanted to say um, before my question, I, I just truly appreciate your approach um, to art and, and how genuine you come across. And, you know, for, for people that are coming into this space um, with, with little experience, it is a little overwhelming with the, um, the saturation of these PFP projects and, you know, just, just the obvious greed that we're seeing with, you know, high mint prices and, you know, the hype around, you know, 10,000 pieces. And I, I definitely, you know, uh, resonate with you and, and, you know, focusing on a few pieces that you really value. I'm also an artist, but I'm a different type of artist. I do architecture and I, I just really appreciate your approach to this, this world. And, um, getting, getting into my question, I, I just, you know, I'm really trying to connect with, people that I, that I find to be genuine in this, in this, in this new world. And I'm just wondering what other artists in this space are, um, are motivating you and inspiring you and, uh, with not only with their art, but the way that they're approaching web three, because it's such a new technology. Uh, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate your kind words and, uh, they, they mean a lot to me. They truly do. Um, I, so I'm kind of, staying within the circle of artists that uh care about the art as well and and i was talking about him earlier uh dirty robot is one that i, I think people should really look into he, he he has the same approach as i do um where you could just tell he cares about the. and i think that's like if you really like if you're if you're really into art 
because you have to separate the the one out of ones from like the profile picture projects. But like, if you're really into the art, you can tell who's out here like really like focus on that. And uh, I I like his approach because his approach is very similar to mine. And he just spends a lot of time on his pieces, and um, that's just one one of the guys that that's inspired me right now. Uh, of course, the the artifacts people they're they're all artists themselves, and and they're definitely inspiring me too. Just just because of the way they're they're doing everything with their brand. I mean, they just got acquired by Nike, and we we still yet we don't know what's going to happen with that. To be honest, they they've been kind of quiet about that. But it's uh it's cool to see them do all that and like they're basically building they're building a lot for the metaverse right now with like their project and um, you could tell that they cared about the art as well too. In my mind, it separates them a lot from other projects because um, they didn't just you know make the little characters and that was it. They're adding tons of utility to the project and um, yeah, man, people just like that like that. Just passionate people that that care about it, or people that I look up to right now in Web three, and um, I can I there's a there's a, a few others, but those two right now for sure um, are the ones that are really like I have my eyes on, and I'm gonna work with the Dirty Robot here on a piece on a on a one out of one. So very cool. Well, I I'm not familiar with either of those, so I'll, I'll definitely check them out. Um, appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna paint while somebody else asks a question. I'm gonna paint some of his work up here. That's awesome. Yeah, go ahead. All right, thanks, Jack, for coming up. Appreciate you, you and that question and your curiosity as you kind of get involved in the space. And I think it's so cool. There was a couple people that were in the audience too. I love to see the evolution of people that kind of find this show. And then as they grow and they get busy building in the space, they're not able to attend as much. Um, but David Horvoff is one of them who's like the creator of Ugly Dolls. He was spending pretty much every, uh, he was in here for uh, every show for months and just learning. And then he started building a lot more in the space and now he's super busy. But it's just so cool to me to see kind of these, uh, like people coming into the space, learning a lot as they're starting to onboard and get involved and then going and do amazing things themselves. So I just love seeing that curiosity. Uh, and now Dirty Robots pinned up there too, so everyone can check it out. Tony, what is going on? You are always here um, supporting the show. Appreciate you so much in my journey too. What's going on, Tony? Uh, nothing much, but I'm listening to the space, listening to what everybody has to say, and I um, just want to let all the artists know and that you guys are very special. Uh, you guys actually are the creators of, of NFTs, if you think about it in a way. Without artwork, we wouldn't have NFTs, so y'all are the foundation of, of all of this. And and just so everyone knows, like onboarding and education is more important than anything right now, especially when you're talking about mainstream adaption, because a lot of there's a lot of misinformation out here. And like I said, you know, I don't, I don't want to shill my project and then like that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm helping go across the country onboarding people in live events. We just host one in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is our fourth straight one over the first time we had over 150, the second time 175. Now we have about 300 people, and then we just had um, one last night. Also, we sold out. So I will be going across the country, and um, I'm going to let everyone know, like, if you're out of city, if anyone want to be a part of it, DM me. Um, I think education is important, onboarding them in the process, and letting people know that you're not going to be able to make $100,000 within two days of investing in NFTs. And also, you also have to be realistic about your project. You know, just like, uh, you know, Jack said, it's, you know, and Zade, you know, um, this is all about, you know, work in progress. You got to constantly, you know, chip at it and keep, keep chipping and keep working and keep grinding. Don't give up. Believe in yourself. Everything is possible. And when everything is possible, you live authentic. Everybody else is going to float your way. Always. Thanks, Tony, for uh, for that. Did you, did you have a question, too, for Zade? Yes. Um, how does it feel when you have... Uh, people that's been with you um, from from the get go now see your success. All those people still with you? It it feels awesome, man. And it just then a lot of them were happy for me. I mean, I a lot. Of, I mean, I would say a lot. I would say hopefully all of them. But I mean, a lot of them have shared their their you know their happiness for me, and they they they're like, man, I remember when you were selling this for this much, and it's just so awesome to see your success now, and. Uh, you know, it's it's just cool that they um, 
basically supported me throughout this thing because you know there's there are people that frown upon nfts and whatnot and um so it's just been really nice to still have their support even though now they're priced out out of certain stuff um they're still with me and uh and that's why i still do the physical prints every now and then and, and whatnot that's awesome. I, 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 like I said, and I know, Tony, you, I think you had asked that question in the post too, and I thought that was a great question, and we kind of touched on it during the interview, but just like being able to give back, and, and hopefully that will help onboard others too that maybe were collectors, even if they can't afford your work, or maybe they'll be able to afford an addition of your work, or um, being able to afford you know, something in the space, but they'll just get them curious. So I think them seeing your success hopefully gets them excited too, knowing that they own a piece of that, uh, of your physical artwork on your journey to this is, is pretty cool. All right, I've got um, Mr. Let's see, we got Mr. Rugged up here. He's also a photographer and he's in the Crazy Carl Collective. What's going on, man? What's up, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> this is going well. Enjoying, up, enjoying this night. How are you? Good, good. Oh, man, I'm excellent. Just got done with boxing, cooking some steaks now, listening to the spaces, uh, loving everything you guys are saying. Uh, I'm going to keep it uh, brief and uh, gear it more toward uh, an artistic question tonight. You know, I've been uh, learning so much about NFTs and stuff. I want to kind of bring it back to the art a little bit. And I'm just kind of curious, Zayd, um, where you uh, draw some uh, inspiration from. Is there, you know, is it just everything you see, you know, kind of where do you find your inspiration and uh you know can you touch on that a little bit thanks guys uh yeah man uh obviously there's there's a few artists that that do inspire me you know murakami uh hr giger the guy who did a bunch of the alien artwork uh james jean uh this japanese uh girl named ozavu which is a master at graphite work uh nichos is a is a badass muralist uh but it's uh i just man i gather my inspiration from everything man like uh, like just if, there, if there's like a beautiful day outside and i'm chilling in the hammock outside and it's like 60 degrees and i'm just looking up at the sky like that alone itself like would just inspire me because i i think mother nature is definitely and truly like the biggest uh source of inspiration for me at least and um yeah man but yeah i can i can basically be watching like a a show and then i get an idea so it comes from everywhere to be honest and i know that's kind of cliche to say and it's not a real answer but it, it for me it truly does come like even being in this space and and you know hearing some of the comments or, or whatever or the conversation we had that's even inspired me to go kill my piece after this and keep working on it i love that man yeah and that's a complete real answer man uh, uh, I guess just kind of keep your eyes open to everything and, uh, you know, learn from it all. Take that, right? So. Yes, sir. Yeah, and I love that you kind of mentioned, but you you kind of touched on your answer, but it seemed like you had, um, that for different mediums, there was different people that you kind of touched on, but it seemed like there was kind of inspirations behind different mediums um, in, in terms of when you kind of were exploring, you probably learned a lot from different artists in terms of techniques and stuff, which I think is really cool because as you're, as you're learning yourself, you have to stay curious. So you're not just an automatic expert. And I think the people that are constantly curious are the ones that uh, uh, do the, the best in life is because they're just constant learners. Um, and you have to be in this space, but in just any, any way, in life if you're not if you think you're the best at anything you're just never gonna excel at it so uh i thought that was a beautiful answer all right uh before we head out is there anything uh zade that you wanted to talk about any projects that you're working on everyone hopefully has already followed you if not definitely go follow zade his work is incredible and hopefully some new uh you have some new fans after tonight but is there anything else that you want to share that's maybe coming up um, or things that you're working on? Um, I know you talked about the Dirty Robot collab, but anything else that you want to talk about or touch on before we wrap things up? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, for sure, uh, my piece that I've been working on for like 400 hours now, <laughs> uh, that's uh, definitely the next big one for me. Um, I probably still have like maybe a month and a half Oh wow! Uh, is that going to be a super a, rare? Yeah, it's going to be a one out of one on super rare, and 
I'm almost done with the inking part of it and then coloring's next, which is the best part of the whole process is the coloring. It's the it's the actual fun. Um, but just that and then uh, I think I'm still gonna be uh doing a few more things for the clone nexus uh, yes. things. Uh, I think they're doing like um I don't. I, this isn't for sure, but from what I was told, I think they're going to be doing some like um, clothing for them or whatnot, like mm-hmm. designing some some clothes. So I, I'm going to be working on that, hopefully, or part some of them, like just different traits for them. Um, but man, yeah, really, just just that, and uh, just uh, what I would want to say is to everybody that's uh, an artist or just trying to get into the space is just just be yourself. I know it's corny to say that but man if you're if you're authentic and um you you try to give back as much as you can whenever you can uh the energy you put out there definitely comes back to you and um just just be a good person man yeah. and try to do try to do something good for somebody at least once a day <laughs> amen man <laughs> and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be anything crazy you know like you walking by somebody open the door for them and, or yeah. you know just something i mean and it makes you feel good you don't realize it just being act, a random acts of kindness a real thing about uh just being able to give back to others and uh you've definitely done that in the space especially with your parents and i think it's beautiful and i think uh the way that you've walked about the space i'm glad we were able to connect and get you on the show and i'm able to uh i know we've both kind of been where our paths have crossed for months and months and now to be able to finally talk and hang out for a little bit has been a lot of fun so i appreciate you coming on the show yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. And then one last thing, uh, speaking of giving back, I am uh, having a giveaway of uh, a limited archival print, uh, some shorts that I'm coming out with in the future after the I finish my one out of one. And uh, there's something else in there I forgot. But uh, I retweeted because I think I'm picking the winner like on the 22nd. Hey, yo. Uh, now there's a now that's another reason to follow you. We'll look out for that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, like I I want to end it with you know, just just be cool, man, and then just just put the energy out there that you want to get back. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, I want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to Zade for coming on the show to chat about his journey so far in the web3 space. The Crazy About Crypto Show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show, and the quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. The show is run by loyal listeners through the establishment of the Crazy Carl Collective, where 100% of the Genesis NFTs are rewarded to listeners over the next two years by actively engaging and learning and listening to the show and helping build the growth of the collective. We will give a new spot to one of the listeners tonight after the show that comments on one of the posts that were pinned that they would like to be in the collective. Web3 allows us to give value back to the consumers, and I thank each one of you for joining live tonight to help learn about the innovation that Web3 brings to each of us and challenge you to continue learning and growing in this space. Also tonight, if you're in the collective, please go to the Discord immediately after the show to attend a Jackbox game after party hosted by Doge Alliance and Franco. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.